This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, October the 30th as we head into the best thing in sports tonight, a Game 7 of the World Series. We'll get into that a little bit later. lot to get into. The last week of Phillies Today of the season I'll still be talking Phillies over on the High Hopes podcast if you want to check that out with me and Jack Fritz. But uh, this will be our last week of shows until February. We'll come back in February, do the whole month of February leading up to baseball season in March, of course. So um, a short hiatus, but uh, but we'll be back with enough time to dive into everything going on and all that. But um, it's been a, uh, a tumultuous few weeks since the end of the Phillies season. Obviously, the Nationals on a run. It's uh, frustrating, disappointing from many angles. We'll dive into tonight's Game 7 a little bit later. But um, I think the the biggest, uh, obviously, the, the most notable thing that's happened and started with that press conference, from one press conference to another, let's say, is the seemingly just disastrous press conference to end the season, talking about the firing of Gabe Kapler, the time it took to decide to fire Gabe Kapler, leading into that just rough 57-minute press conference with the Phillies brass just uh, not having their best day, <laughs> to put it mildly, uh, for the last press conference. But then, then, it starts to turn around immediately. The Phillies, a focused coaching search. Three names on their list. Dusty Baker, Buck Showalter, and the coup de gras, Joe Girardi. Who would have thought they would make it happen and bring Joe Girardi in as the 55th manager in the franchise's history? And Joe Girardi, um, we went from one really rough press conference to... Just an outstanding performance from Joe Girardi in his first press conference being introduced to Philadelphia along with general manager Matt Klentak addressing the media. Some interesting stuff from Klentak as well, but really Girardi seizing the moment. And uh, I would say the, the you know Bryce Harper's first impression was pretty damn great too, but one of the best first impressions we have ever had here in this city, certainly with the Philadelphia Phillies, as Girardi comes in and just, really gives off an air of, of someone who's incredibly impressive, someone who seems real, someone who's down-to-earth yet focused, driven. Um, I, I just I don't think we could have asked for much more, especially coming off a manager who, you know, look, uh, Gabe certainly had his positive attributes. There were a lot of things I liked about the guy, but as you know, if you listen to this show at all this season, I was incredibly perturbed and by the end just weary of Gabe Kapler's, um, the way he addressed the media, the way he interacted with the media, the way he talked about the team, it just got grading after a while. You know, it, it just, what I would always say is it didn't feel real. I just wanted Gabe to be real with us. Don't lose 10 to 2 and come out and talk about how hard you fought or, you know, how one play was great or this or that. You know, it just didn't feel real. It felt like at a certain point you have to, you have to be honest with the fan base, with the media, and, and really take people to task at times. And even if you don't want to rip your players publicly, there are ways to 
you know, let it be known that you're not happy with the performance or whatever without coming off as always these rose-colored glasses, this kind of, you know, fake view on what actually was happening. So Girardi in his first press conference was the exact total polar opposite of that. I mean, Girardi just came off as so genuine, so real. And did he coach himself up? For sure. It was clear that he knew exactly what to say. He made sure to met reference the 90s Phillies talk John Cruck and Dutch Dalton and talked about that team and uh, 09 that he faced in the World Series and how what a great atmosphere it is to play in and how great the fans are and all that he knew what to say and and good for him that's smart but I think beneath that was a real layer of of genuineness you know it felt like he was a real person who was having a conversation with us who was just talking to us and saying you know, things we wanted to hear. And again, it was just such a stark contrast from from Gabe leaving to Girardi coming in to being that type of, um, the guy we need here. And, and I thought a few things that stuck out, Girardi talked about wanting to win and wanting to win now, which, which uh, obviously we really appreciate. And just the fact that he chose the Phillies because he wanted to win, I thought was a really, a positive sign to hear. Again, going into the off season, I, I had, Almost talked myself into Dusty Baker or Buck Showalter just because I really didn't think Girardi would choose us. I didn't. I didn't think he'd come here. I really didn't. I I almost didn't want to let myself get burned. Almost, you know. I didn't want to dive feet first into the Girardi bandwagon and and uh, only to to miss the bandwagon. It shoots off without me and I fall on my face. You know that that was what I was expecting. So I almost prepared myself for it to be Showalter or Baker, but. Credit John Middleton. Credit the Phillies for getting this done, getting the guy who the fan base wanted desperately, but also for good reason. They, they got, first of all, the, the only one of those guys who's won a World Series before. First Phillies manager ever won a playoff series, which is crazy, prior to coming in, excuse me. You know, like Frank Cohen obviously won the World Series after leaving, but um, Joe Girardi, the first person the Phillies have hired who had previously won a playoff series and obviously won the World Series, but also the, the one guy who could really do what they wanted. Someone who could blend analytics and a gut feel. Someone who could communicate in a real way with players and with the fans. Girardi checks all those boxes. And I just, I was so impressed. I was so impressed with that introductory press conference. He hit all the notes you wanted to hear. It's clear that the two years he spent away from the game, not only was he still involved in the game obviously calling games for the MLB network and working for the MLB network so he knew what to say about players he was locked in on who's on the team what they do what the team's needs are that's huge that's huge but then also it really seemed like the the two years away kind of refocused him in a way one of the things he said that that I thought was you know interesting he's talking about analytics he's a mathematician by trade he said I love that um but also talking about blending analytics with the human side of things and also talking about how how to best employ those analytics. And, and that's the type of stuff we've been talking about all season long, all last two years, was that, yeah, analytics are great. I'm a huge proponent of analytics. I think that you basically can't win in baseball without some sort of analytical research, without some sort of understanding these types of things. You can't do it. The way the game is, it's so far advanced. You can't win in baseball without it. You just can't. But 
The problem that the Phillies have had is despite a, a full-throated, full-force effort into trying to become this analytical giant, they're not employing those analytics correctly. That's where the breakdown was. We saw it last year with the shifts. I mean, oh my God. Yeah, they were shifting. They were just horrible at it. So bringing in a guy like Girardi who's, who's focused on that and, and, and going to question it. Someone who's not just going to say, all right, this is what the analytics say. Let's go with this. No. First and foremost, are you employing those analytics right? Are you reading the math right? Are you this and that? Like, are you, are you interpreting it the right way? But then also, is it practical? Is it something that makes sense? Again, a, a nice example, the end of the season, Kapler's decision to walk Freddie Freeman in that spot. Uh, excuse me, to not walk Freddie Freeman in that spot. I mean, that was the analytics saying, oh, he's good against Freeman. Let's give this a shot when it was so clear you walked that guy in that situation. So I think that having someone who's going to use analytics, employ analytics, but going to question them, going to not always just go all in. Oh, well, well, the front office said this, so let's do that. No, no. I'm really excited for that. And again, speaking of the front office, something where I've thought was incredibly important, you hired someone who comes in with some some clout, some cachet, who can kind of push back. I mean, if Matt Klintak told Kapler to do something, he had to do it. End of story, period. And he would do it. Girardi won't necessarily. Girardi will question it. Girardi will say, are you sure that's a good idea? Maybe we should do this. Because I think this works. I got a body of resume, a, a body of work that backs up what I'm saying. Or at least means you should take me seriously. I think it's huge. And I think we saw all that on full display in that press conference, that introductory press conference. I thought, again, just a, a real command of the room. You could see how that guy addressing a baseball team will, will keep them in line and also get them fired up and get them ready to play. It just, he felt like a leader. And again, as much as I like Gabe, I think Gabe Kapler, the person, is a great dude. And I think that maybe Gabe can learn from his time here and be a better manager someone else. That's certainly possible. But for this city, for this team, he wasn't the answer. Certainly not right now. And I think Girardi is. He, again, he checks every box we were looking for. And I do think, again, going back to that two years off thing, I, I think it reinvigorated him. He said multiple times that, you know, he, when you're away from it, you, you forget... It makes you realize how precious it is to be able to put that uniform out every day. How there are so few people who get to be a manager of a Major League Baseball team that I think he cherishes it in a way he might not have before. I think it means more to him this time around. I really do. At least from the way he talked, that was the impression I got. And then again, just the, the Philly love was, was effusive. You know, talking about uh, all the ties he's had to Philadelphia in his career and all the times he's been here as a player, as a manager, the teams he's faced, knowing John Crock back in the day, um, you know, sp spending time around here, all that type of stuff. It just, um, it really felt like someone who, A, wants to be here, someone who's excited for the opportunity to be here, and someone who's going to understand what this city wants of him. And... Whether Gabe understood what we wanted of him or not, he was clearly unable to deliver it. And again, I know I've said this a million times, but I will, bears repeating, that I am not judging a manager based on what they do in press conferences. That would be silly. But I do think, as I also have said many times, that as a manager, you are the 
for all intents and purposes, face of the franchise on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, Bryce Harper's the face of the franchise in the grandiose sense, but in terms of there, there's one person who talks to media every day. And yes, players talk after games and all that, but there's one person who has to meet with the media before the game, meet with the media after the game, has to answer the tough questions. Not just about what's happening in-game, but if there are issues with the team, if there's a trade made, all that stuff. He's the guy who talks. You know, we hear from Klintag once a month or whatever, if that. Middleton once a year. McPhail, same thing. Girardi is the face of the franchise in terms of putting it out there on a day-to-day basis, meeting with the media, all that type of stuff. And I think that Gabe Kavler was just a, he was bad at it. He was so bad at it. Epically bad at it. Especially for this city. He was bad at it, period. There's no fan base that wants you to sugarcoat everything all the time. There just isn't. There's not. When things are going bad, you got to admit it. But on top of that, uh, you know, I just think that regardless of, of, you know, other cities here in Philadelphia, it just can't work. We're too smart. We're too hard-nosed. We're too tough. We're too, we just don't, we don't appreciate it. We would rather have someone tell us we suck to our face than BS us about it. I would respect someone more if they came up and were like, you suck. And here's why. As opposed to, well, Here's what I, I really liked about what you did. I, I think you're really good at this. When, it, when deep down, I know that you think I suck. Be real. Be real. We are going to get that from Joe Girardi, and it is so incredibly exciting to have someone here who just feels like a, a leader of men. You know, feels like someone who, who I think when things aren't going right, when someone doesn't hustle, when this or that, that I think there's going to be real accountability with. I think that he's going to take the bull by the horns in a situation and say, guys, away. We can't do this. This is not acceptable. We're Major League Baseball players. Yada, 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 yada. Whatever it is. And I think that is so crucially important for this Phillies team where they stand now. Obviously, it's important for this city. We talked about that. But this Phillies team is a young team. I mean, Bryce Harper is the de facto leader of the club, probably along with Romuto. But Harper's never had to be a leader before. I mean, he leaves the Nationals as, as you know, he was always the young kid or the young phenom. He was never the leader of that team. He might have been the most famous player on it, but that didn't make him the leader. Here he's the leader. He, he is the de facto leader of the Philadelphia Phillies. And he showed it last year in a lot of cases with his effort on the field and all that type of stuff, but... I think having a guy like Girardi here, someone who Gabe looks up to, someone who Gabe looks at and says, excuse me, not Gabe, Bryce, geez, um, as opposed to Gabe, who Bryce looks up to, who all those players in the dugout look up to and say, that's Joe freaking Girardi. That guy won a World Series as a manager. That guy won three World Series as a player. He had a 14-year career. That's a guy I respect. That's a guy when he talks, I listen, or I should. And I don't think that was the case with Gabe Kapler, sadly. I really don't. I just think there was a lack of accountability, a lack of, I'm not going to say they didn't respect him, but they didn't respect him with a capital R. You know, it wasn't like when Joe Girardi talks, you listen and you do what he says. I think that's the real feel they're going to have there. I really believe that. So A plus from Joe Girardi on his first uh, introduction to Philly, that press conference just absolutely killed it, was so impressed. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm really pumped about the Girardi era here in Philly. And obviously, we'll talk a lot about it after the offseason. The season gets going and all that. But right now, uh, one for one for the Phillies front office after that press conference in terms of shifting the narrative back to positivity, back to good things. Home run.
with the Joe Girardi hire. Coming up, we'll talk about another potential potential hire that could be on the horizon. And of course, we will dive into World Series action as well as we look at Game Seven tonight. All that is coming up. It's Philly today. James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies today. James Seltzer coming up in just a few. We'll look at to tonight's Game Seven of the World Series. Few better things in sports than a Game Seven of the World Series. But first, some rumors floating around. It looks like we have a front runner to be Joe Girardi's pitching coach for the Philadelphia Phillies. A lot of people had hypothesized that Larry Rothschild, who recently was let go by the New York Yankees and was Girardi's pitching coach for, I believe, eight or nine years, I believe eight years maybe of the time that Girardi was up there. Um, so that was a, he was even asked about it in his press conference and obviously had a, a you know, not answer answer. But it looks like, thankfully, as far as I'm concerned, because I like Larry Rothschild, he's more of an old school guy. I want a little bit more new school. Um, thankfully, it looks like someone else is the front runner, a guy who was actually a manager in the bigs, four years with the Reds, pitching coach with the Reds, the Mariners, the Dimebacks, has a really nice, solid resume. Brian Price, former Reds manager, I think most famous for that uh, press conference where in six minutes he dropped 77 F-bombs. Yep, 77, 77, 77 times he put the F-bomb into a six-minute rant. Really some impressive, wild stuff. Uh, I mean, definitely can't play it for you for obvious reasons. But um, um, really, um, uh, I'm excited about Brian Price. I, you know, look, I don't think he's the most new age, cutting edge type of guy they could have gotten, but I think he's solid. He's someone who's got managerial experience. We'll have a little bit of clout in that, in that, uh, you know, with those pitchers. You know, someone they come in and say, "All right, you know, I know that dude. That guy was a manager. That guy's been a very successful pitching coach. All of the staffs that have worked under him have done." A nice job. So Brian Price is a potential pitching coach. I think is a really nice hire. I would be very, very happy. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not jumping. I'm not as happy as I was with the Girardi hire itself, but it is a less important hire comparatively. And, uh, you know, there are guys out there I probably would have wanted more. Mickey Calloway, former Mets manager, if he's looking to, to get back into being a pitching coach, he was a phenomenal, outstanding pitching coach with the Indians. I would love to see someone like that. John Farrell still out of work. Obviously a great pitching coach before becoming the Red Sox manager and winning World Series. But Brian Price still kind of checks a lot of the boxes I'm looking for. And someone who's got a lot of experience, someone who knows how things work, someone who um, I think will be able to step in and have a, command a little respect with those pitchers, which is needed, especially coming off Chris Young, who, you know, obviously I think a lot of Philly is not a fan of Chris Young. But ultimately with Chris Young, I think the biggest – Takeaway was he was just inexperienced and didn't understand how to relate to pitchers in ways that they that work for them. And I don't think that'll be an issue for Brian Price. He's got a long track record of being able to do that, and I think it makes a lot of sense. So it looks like Brian Price, the the clear front runner, emerging as the front runner candidate for the Phillies pitching coach job, and I, I would be very happy with that. So right now potentially two for two on theirs. Well, three for three if you include the Brian Barber hire, which you know I was very bullish on as well for the scouting director job there. So um, hopefully our uh, price gets hired. I think that's a, uh, a nice front runner to have. I'm, I'm hoping that ends up happening. It does look like that is the way it's going to go. We'll see. But right now, very, very happy with the potential Brian Price hire. Later on the week, we'll look ahead to the offseason, preview that as uh, – Again, we, we will take a hiatus until February here on Phillies Today. But um, I want to obviously spend the last few minutes here talking about 
What else? Game seven of the World Series is uh, it is a, a rare treat to have a game seven. It is the best thing in sports. You a winner take all World Series game. There is nothing cooler than that. This uh, some interesting notes about this World Series. It is the first in the history of baseball where the road team has won the first six games. And not that that's really that surprising. I mean, how rare is it for the road team to win this many games in a row? But it is still pretty astounding that in the history of baseball is the first time this has ever happened. So um, it really makes it hard to, to peg tonight, too. The other thing, first time in the history of baseball, the two Cy Young Award winners are squaring off in a Game 7 as we have Max Scherzer. Obviously couldn't go in Game 5 because of the back spasms, giving it a go tonight against Zach Greinke. Also, of course, won a Cy Young as well with the Royals. So it's a really exciting matchup, I think. When you look at it, you you favor Scherzer over Greinke, obviously, but at the same time, you don't know what Scherzer is going to be able to give him. I mean, Scherzer with the back issues, that's a real thing. That is, Look, Max Scherzer is one of the toughest people in the sport, and if he wasn't able to go in Game 5, you know it's pretty serious back issues that he is dealing with, and he's giving it a go tonight. And Man, well, I don't know what they're going to get out of him. I really don't, uh, but if Scherzer, Scherzer... You would lean towards the Nationals. Greinke has not been as great this postseason as we've known Zach Greinke to be in the past. But he is also someone who, you know, is better at home for sure and is someone who can uh, can obviously go out and twirl a gem. He is a, a Cy Young award-winning pitcher, has really been good the last few years here. He's not quite Max Scherzer when he's on, but we don't know if it's a full Max Scherzer. So it's a really exciting game tonight, an exciting game. I am wholeheartedly pulling for the Astros. I know there's a segment of Phillies fans that wants to see the Nationals win to stick it to the Phillies for their, if they don't, we don't thing, and you know, not going for it and all that. I think that's asinine. I think that's ridiculous. These are the stinking Washington Nationals. I do not want them to win the World Series. Ever. Sorry. Facts. I really don't want them to win. I'm rooting heavily for the Astros tonight. Also, do you really want to hear months of, oh, Harper leaves Washington, then they win the World Series. Guess he's not that good after all. Because you know that's what we're going to hear. Non-stop. It's going to be so much of it. I'm already sick to my stomach thinking about it. I'm not even kidding. I'm legit sick to my stomach thinking about the potential for months of this. Oh, Bryce Harper, guess he's not that good. BS. Uh, I, I can't stomach it. I need the Astros to bring it for me tonight. Look, um, I, I think in just terms of trying to handicap the game, Obviously, you lean toward Scherzer if you're looking at just starting pitching, but also the Astros are a better all-around team. They are a team that is more ready for this moment in the sense that they've been here before. You know, They've literally been here before. They know what to do in a Game 7 of the World Series. They know what to do in a World Series. They are a... Um, an experienced team with a lot of guys. Uh, you know, when you think about game sevens, you think about, all right, who's going to clench up and who's going to be loose and play their game? And we know that the Astros can handle it. We know it. We've seen it. Now, granted, the Nationals' do-or-die game last night, backs against the walls, showed up. So I am going to lean slightly to the Astros. Obviously, I want them to win, as we discussed, but in terms of choosing who I think will win... I'm leaning slightly towards the Astros, but I don't feel incredibly confident about it. And that's what makes it so fun. There's so many fun things about tonight's game. The Scherzer, what are they going to get out of it all? The Astros, will a home team finally win this? The 
there's just so many fun little storylines. Juan Soto, Alex Bregman. I mean, there's so much interesting, fun stuff with this series. The the oh, horrendous call last night that almost cost the Nationals the game. It didn't. They end up winning anyway. But um, it's been a really interesting series, kind of up and down series. But tonight, a chance for a classic. And I and I think we get a close one. I think we get a classic type game tonight. And if I had to bet, I'd bet on the team that's done it before to pull it out. But I, I don't feel incredibly confident about it. Again, if if the Nationals are World Series champs after tonight, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'll lay my money on the Astros. I'm going to cross my fingers and I'm going to root like heck for the Astros to pull it out tonight. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. We'll dive into more of what's going on with the Phils. Of course, we'll look at the offseason over the last few days, start to get a feel for what's coming up, what's most important, what this team has to do, what must they do. All that is coming up. And again, we'll react to Game 7, which is, again, one of the best things in sports. And uh, it should be fun. Go Astros. That's where I'm at. So uh, until tomorrow, um, and again, everyone have a, a wonderful evening. Enjoy Game 7. Nothing better. So until then, thank you for listening to Philly State right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.